Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. Sue Gray's report into Downing Street partying during Covid lockdowns has finally been published and it's left the Prime Minister battling for political survival. We've already seen that fuzzy shot of Boris Johnson with a glass held aloft and now there's more images featuring convivial drinks and food, one of which includes Chancellor Rishi Sunak. The top civil servant's report criticises what's described as an excessive drinking culture in Whitehall, which often broke lockdown rules at a time when the rest of Britain was under house arrest, as well as revealing shocking treatment of cleaning and security staff. Not long after publication, Mr Johnson made his way to the Commons for PMQs, where he repeated his apologies and said he took responsibility. Empty bottles, littering offices. Rooms so crowded, people were sitting on each other's laps and security forced to intervene because the parties were so outrageous. At the centre was the Prime Minister orchestrating it. Scottish National Party leader Ian Blackford also called for Mr Johnson to resign. Well, people stayed at home to protect the NHS. The Prime Minister was engaging in drinking and debauchery that makes a mockery of the gut-wrenching sacrifices that each and every person made. The Evening Standard's political reporter Rachel Burford has been covering developments as they happened on Wednesday and joins us now on the line from Westminster. Rachel, it's certainly been a whirlwind day around Whitehall. Could you give us an overview of Sue Gray's report? Sue Gray finally released her full report today. It's 60 pages long. It sort of reinforces a lot of the things which had kind of leaked out before. I mean, some sections are pretty damning on the government. A lot of it had been reported before, but seeing it down in black and white um, as an official report is quite damning for the government. I think a lot of people will think. I think the key points are Sue Gray concluded that many will be totally dismayed by the behaviour that took place and the scale of it at the heart of government during those COVID lockdowns. Britain at the time was under pretty severe COVID laws and restrictions um, when some of these events took place. There are some really quite damning details about treatment of junior staff, of cleaners, particularly of security staff. I think some of those details really damaging to the government and to the um, senior staff who were in number 10 at the time. And all this is going to be galling reading for many people, particularly those prevented from seeing sick relatives because of the COVID rules. Some of these sort of events seem to have started off quite obviously quite sort of small events and then turned into quite big boozy parties in completely against COVID rules. And that will make a lot of people very angry, I think. I think 
one of the main points I took from the report was a Christmas party that happened on December the 18th, where there was an award ceremony and a quiz, and people seemed to be having a very loud, huge party in number 10, attended by up to 45 people, the report says. And the next day, the cleaners came in on December the 19th and were cleaning red wine off the walls that had been spilt, I mean, it had been spilt on sort of um, boxes of copier paper. And that was the same day that the Prime Minister announced that London was going into tier four restrictions and people were going to be banned from seeing their family at Christmas and mixing outside their household at Christmas. And that was the time that Christmas was sort of banned or cancelled by the Prime Minister. And that was because COVID was spreading so rapidly in the capital. People weren't allowed to leave tier areas at all. You weren't allowed to mix with households over Christmas. So you had to stay within your household on Christmas Day and throughout that whole Christmas period. And, you know, just the sort of idea of these cleaners having to come in and you know wipe wine off the walls and um, clean up after this big Christmas party that had gone on the night before those restrictions were an- announced is quite damning, I think, for the government. Do you think there's anything to the argument that these were top civil servants running a pandemic-ravaged country, so they needed to chill out a bit? Sue Gray in the report is quite clear that this was not across all the civil service. Civil servants worked extremely hard and, you know, staff in number 10 worked extremely hard throughout the COVID lockdown. But a lot of people were working very hard in a lot of different jobs across the country during the pandemic. I mean, if you think about all the health staff and what they were doing, I don't think the sort of we were working hard, therefore we were allowed to kick back and have a wine time Fridays is an excuse that's going to wash with a lot of people. So let's hear what Mr Johnson had to say at PMQs. Some of these gatherings then went on far longer than was necessary. And they were clearly in breach of the rules and they fell foul of the rules. I had no knowledge of those subsequent proceedings because I simply wasn't there. Frankly, Mr Speaker, I have been appalled by some of the behaviour, particularly in the treatment of the security and the cleaning staff. I'm happy to set on the record now that when I said, I came to this House and said, in all sincerity, that the rules and guidance have been followed uh, at all times. It was what I believed to be true. It was certainly the case when I was present at gatherings to wish staff farewell, and the House will note that my attendance at these moments, brief as it was, has not been found to be outside the rules. But clearly this was... I would like to correct the record uh, to take this opportunity, not in any sense to absolve myself of responsibility, which I take and have always taken, but simply, simply to explain why I spoke as I did in this house. Rachel, how damaging is this going to be for the Prime Minister? The thing that he's got on his side is that he was only fined once for his birthday party in June 2020 and he wasn't fined for any other parties although there are obviously pictures of him making toasts in front of tables covered in booze and there was obviously a sort of culture of parties and events being overlooked by people at the top in number 10 against Covid rules so I think it'll all depend over the next couple of days obviously at the same time as this report you've got the cost of living crisis going on, the Northern Ireland protocol, the war in Ukraine. So there's huge amounts going on in the country at the moment. And it may be that this combined with the cost of living crisis does start to make 
MPs think, well, is this the right man to be leading the country? Let's go to the ads. Stay here to listen to more analysis on Sue Gray's report and an update on GM food. Why not hit rate and follow in the meantime? Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Rachel, what's this legal challenge to the Metropolitan Police about? The Met are facing a legal challenge. So the Lib Dem here, Brian Paddock, has teamed up with the Good Law Project to uh, mount a legal challenge against the Met and their handling of the Partygate investigation. The Pygate probe ended last week with 126 fixed penalty notices and... I think after reading this report, some people may think that the Prime Minister should have been fined more than once, or that there should have been more fines altogether. I think one of the sort of big things that came out from that investigation was the fact that it was junior staff, a lot of junior staff were fined, predominantly women as well, whereas senior members of of number 10 staff got away with it. So what's the Downing Street PR machine trying to get the attention away from Partygate? There's a whole mixture of different things going on. So, you know, there's going to be cost of living measures announced in the very near future. The cost of living crisis is the thing that is really on people's minds at the moment. You know, energy bills going up so much, food going up, prices going up, how people are going to be surviving, especially those on lower wages. That is what is at the forefront of people's minds. So Chancellor Rishi Sunak is expected to announce some more measures to tackle that in the next few days. So that will sort of, I think, hoping take the heat off this a bit. They're also pushing this Keir Starmer beer gate narrative as well. The fact that the Labour leader is also under investigation for breaking COVID rules by Durham police. Although how successful that will be, because Sir Keir Starmer has said if he is fined, um, he will resign. So that may prove a problem for the Prime Minister in the end if Sir Keir Starmer is fined and does resign and he does not. Also, Rachel, there's been some developments on GM food policy that you've been reporting on. The GM food is interesting. The, the bill's sort of going to Parliament today, actually, um, this afternoon. It's something that, you know, some people are very sceptical about, genus food. Um, the government are pretty confident that it would help a lot of problems they have with food supplies, which is crops can be susceptible to global warming and, um, you know, pests and disease and all this sort of thing. And it can help with that. They have said gene editing food is not going to be labelled in the supermarkets when it does finally arrive there, which I think has sort of made some people slightly suspicious. Um, so you won't know if you're eating gene edited food if this bill does pass later on. But the government has sort of realised that there is an increasing population and food supplies are susceptible to be cut off by things like this war in Ukraine. And therefore, they need to do something to ensure future food supplies. There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back on Thursday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. 
QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.